0: Hello everybody. Brian Austin Green. This is my co-host Derek Russell. Uh it's another episode of With Brian Austin Green podcast and uh here we are. We've done we've been really consistent with this show. I got to say this is 4 weeks in a row. We've done a Monday um around the same time. We're we're doing uh we're impressive.
1: You've made me very self-conscious about this couch now. I just feel like
0: <laughs> Have I, I- well here's told, the thing i'm wearing i told a... you before you could put something underneath you <laughs> i should like a phone book yeah I, um what's a phone book right exactly yeah. wait what's a phone a phone <laughs>
1: um
0: oh you mean the thing i text on
1: yeah uh i'm wearing one of those golf shirts that's like the athletic the, yeah
0: that's like strobing
1: it's real real slick so yeah. this leather couch i'm just
0: <laughs> right yeah
1: I didn't think yeah. of that.
0: You you look like uh, you're doing major CGI over there and you're sliding down the couch.
1: Oh, is it? I didn't even think about that. It's probably like no. all glitchy, isn't it? It's okay. Uh,
0: no, it looks uh it looks very very retro, very uh it's cool.
1: It's better than I, the CG and bear Nami.
0: It's well, oh, I mean really? you say that now. I, I I have a feeling it's gonna be pretty high end. You won't bear
1: even believe those bears. Yeah. Like Doc and Back to the Future 3, when you get that up to 88, those, those uh, well, he says Indians, but those Native Americans won't even be there.
0: Have yeah. you had these?
1: The pistachios yeah. with no shells? Yeah. So we're just eating on the show now. That's where we've oh. got <laughs> After Well, five, you're, you're drinking. So I've been drinking. That's not new.
0: Right. Well, at least, I mean, now hey, you're drinking it, alcohol. It,
1: it's orange is, Gator- It's orange
0: Gatorade. Uh, that's how it's supposed to look. Yeah, yeah. No, I I've mean, had- beer, beer would look the same in an orange Gatorade container,
1: but it would look like beer. Hmm, I put ice in it.
0: To keep Vodka it- and orange juice would look about the same. <laughs> the- <laughs> it's noon on a Monday. Yeah, see, let's point, go for it. Let's just point, point proven.
1: <laughs> it's not <about> eating. What? <laughs> Well, you just got clear moonshine, so what do you know? It's true, yeah. I am drunk. Straight out of the mason jar. Oh,
0: man. Straight this up. sparkling moonshine? Forget about it. Mmm, delicious.
1: Who knew they had moonshine seltzer now? Bud lights coming right. out with weird stuff.
0: Who knew that you could carbonate moonshine? <laughs> I like it.
1: I saw, I was at the store the other day, and they had Mountain Dew, alcoholic Mountain Dew, like a I can't, like a I can't like believe a white they're still, I
0: something. can't believe they're still making Mountain Dew. I mean, I I I it doesn't seem like many people that I know drink Mountain Dew. No, nobody
1: um, know's drinking Mountain
0: Dew. <laughs> right. Who is? People you know? People drink know. Mountain Dew? We're still drinking Mountain Dew.
1: Okay. I couldn't tell you the last time I've had a Mountain Dew. Ugh. A decade?
0: Uh, a yeah, now? I'm not I'm not a huge fan Mountain Dew just is not a flavor that um you know,
1: I always liked It works e- well with me. I liked Mellow Yellow better.
0: Mellow Yellow is good. Yeah. I you know what? I haven't had a soda in so long.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't do it anymore.
0: Yeah, I think the just last cashier. one the last one I had was a cactus cooler, I believe.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: You don't know what a cactus cooler is? No. <sighs> what is a so cactus? But you know what the flash is. So disappointing. I don't know what that is.
1: That's not on the same level. Dude, Cactus Cooler has been around since I was a kid. Oh, you don't know who JFK
0: is, but you remember DuckTale.
1: What the Right.
0: Right. Right. Oh, but you you know Chris Gaines really. really. Oh, but Chris Gaines. Right. Can I, by the way, can I tell you how many messages I got about Chris Gaines? I
1: like people that didn't get shot in the head. Chris Gaines. (laughs) How many messages you got about Chris Gaines?
0: Yeah, pictures of me with a Chris Gaines album, like people sent me all sorts of stuff. That's funny. DM'd me things. So I'm just waiting on those DMs uh the 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 photoshopping of you as Chris Gaines. That's Chris I Gaines know it's coming. With the
1: hair and Yeah, the, yeah,
0: with the with the emo hair and the little the little flavor thing. shaving with the little yeah. Totally. Okay,
1: so I forgot. So I hadn't I haven't Seen Chris Gaines and a lot. Nobody has. Nobody's seen Chris Gaines. In a long
0: okay. Time. Well, you can you can claim what you want, but okay, okay. sure. Like Bigfoot. Let's go he's on out, with the story. He's out there. But <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't seen him
1: a picture of of Garth as Chris while, but I went back thanks to the fine folks at Peacock. Who yeah. All you know, forty five seasons of SNL, <laughs> give or take. Yeah. Uh, I went and watched the episode the other day where he's where Garth is the host. Where he's both. Yeah. Musical guest. Yeah. I forgot that they both like. Why did they both have the little thing? Why didn't, yeah, but I why think wasn't that just a patch or
0: something. Chris's Chris's was a different color though, right? Was didn't oh, he I didn't, didn't he different. do it darker? I have no
1: idea. This was so it
0: said. stood out a little more than Garth. Well,
1: I was just surprised, and I was like, "Oh, it's the exact same facial hair. He didn't even bother changing that. Maybe he maybe it's darker. Maybe he put a little. Well, I don't know.
0: I don't know how you would change it. I mean, where do you stick it on? During like when the musical little, performances? Yeah,
1: well, yeah, clean shaven Garth, and then well, Clark Kent superman you know it's it's the same thing
0: um i don't know why i did that because <laughs> wait then- <laughs> do that do that again that was, no, that was super entertaining I'm not really let me see let me see your clark kent I superman as the glasses no, 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 going- come on the yeah, audience deserves to as the
1: glasses see we were going back on i was like this
0: was a mistake <laughs> what are you saying that you don't you don't like our listeners because i love them which and age? i think i think out of love you should do it again but clark kent Superman.
1: But nobody
0: knew. Oh my God! What? You know what's crazy is That's I don't know before. if I've ever seen you with your glasses off. I I'm mean, even sure. even when you rode the bike and you hit the pole in Vancouver, <laughs> you still had glasses on. Yeah
1: rooms together you've seen me i've been at your house i've been with no but
0: you but you came out of the room after you were ready for the day so i i think you put your glasses on i didn't see you first thing in the morning
1: there you go how's that i wasn't
0: like hey good morning coffee
1: (laughs) (laughs) there i'm doing the whole show without him how's that no you shouldn't no no put (laughs) them back on put it back on i can't see a thing. it's kind of like
0: drew carey when all of a sudden he lost his glasses and people were like who's that guy and so yeah. he got he had uh he started wearing the frames again without the lenses yeah just because people only knew his well, face with the
1: beard now too that thing throws me for a loop whenever i
0: I haven't seen him i haven't seen him with a beard but i remember yeah, the, the glasses you... thing
1: now you love prices right are you telling me you haven't seen him with the beard is he still hosting the prices right still hosting the prices right yeah He's got like a, like a, like it's all gray. And then, uh, I, I think the last time I saw, let me, let me back up here and, and, and preface with a disclaimer. It's like gray, but like a, like a, like a skunk, like a white streak down the, down the center of
0: the chin. So he's got like the Kelsey Grammer beard going on. Like sure. the full, the full blown. He's got the Fraser. Mm. Yeah. I haven't, uh, I have not seen, I apparently don't watch enough prices, right? When the kid and, um, is
1: here, you can touch <laughs> up on your prices. Right? You'll be yeah. To... I'll have
0: tons. I'll have tons of time.
1: Um, he'll, he can be a huge prices right fan. You can name him Drew or Bob. Hopefully, Bob Barker Green.
0: Well, but I'm already naming him Daryl Russell. Derek Russell Green. So it's, yeah, yeah. Daryl. Daryl <laughs> Hannah Green.
1: Daryl. Derek.
0: <laughs> Daryl. Derek. <laughs> Wait, take the hat. Oh, you don't have hair, so you can't do the loop.
1: <laughs> now, if you forgot, this, it's a whole separate issue.
0: Boy, Daryl, this spark- Daryl Daryl
1: Russell, he doesn't wear glasses or Daryl Russell. Hair. He but he
0: does hair. have the curly hair. It's
1: multiverse, Derek. It's it's that's what he looks like in another. Daryl Russell.
0: <laughs>
1: you will be taking hat off? This man?
0: sparkling moonshine. No, no, I don't. You're drunk at noon, Brian. <laughs>
1: Wasted problem.
0: Wasted.
1: That's a huge problem for you.
0: Yeah. So, uh, weekend. Uh Oh dude. Okay. So, so Sharna went to this March on, God, I think it was Saturday, Saturday downtown. Yeah. Yeah, for, Yeah. uh, For women's rights and all of that. And, and, um, and that's a really, that's a real divisive issue. What's what not amazes, on this podcast, right? What amazes <laughs> me though is, um, is how uh opinionated people are to the point of stating that opinion as if it's a fact. It It's, I, I think people have lost, lost track of the difference between the I mean, two.
1: That, doesn't that sum up the last five years?
0: Yeah, but like, I, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> but I think. I think that. I think point. that. Uh, point Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, take the glasses off and say oh, Point Daryl. Point Daryl. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Dude, your eyes are like half the size when you take the glasses. i got
1: to end up stabbing myself. I got pretty thick glasses. I got astigmatism in both eyes. And I don't wear contacts, I don't believe in them.
0: Hey, hold on. A, hold on a second. I got to. There, there's somebody at the door. Hold on. Sorry. Pausing good how you doing good i'm chris with good morning america can you go up the the front steps right there i'm okay. just recording something and then and uh sharna she's upstairs. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, i'm really
1: tempted to leave that in because who else just has you good- should who yeah i know you good morning america show up at their house
0: i know i know
1: it's like it's ups
0: yeah Daryl Russell. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, I mean, I think the past administration really uh, really made made the deciphering between the two, made it much more of a gray gray line, obviously. And,
1: and, and the people that believe that their opinions or facts would call it the current administration. Hmm. Because, you know, Interesting. They, they don't think that... <laughs> current president's the president and and jfk right, right yeah jfk yeah. jr is gonna show up in dallas and yeah
0: so i yep. so it's funny i was thinking about um the whole you know people that are pro-life which everybody's entitled to their opinion i i feel uh, like i people that are pro-life be pro-life you're pro-life i completely get it i completely uh I I completely sympathize with your, with your take on the situation and your feeling about it. I, I have issue with people that then say, Oh, well, that's my feeling and opinion. So that's gotta be the standard that the world lives by. Like I, I now I'm going to tell somebody else that they can't, that they can't have their own opinion and their own way of taking care of themselves and living. Um, because I believe that my, that my opinion is stronger than theirs and my value system is stronger than theirs. Yet, I was talking to Sharn about this. It's funny, you know, a lot of, and, and I know this definitely won't be the most popular thing I've said on, on the show, but uh, it's funny. It seems that most of the, most of the people that are pro-life um, didn't want to wear masks during the pandemic so how can you then be pro-life? <laughs> yeah. Which, which life is important to you? Like, is it, is it a fetus's life or is it, or is it, you know, the population's life? It's a really funny, slippery, slippery slope. I mean, it's really, it, it, I can't wrap my head around it completely. Um, just because it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, I almost feel like people at this point, um, there's so much divisiveness within this country that, people just want to win just for the purpose of winning not because they necessarily believe what it is they're saying they just want to be able to say that they were right and that they got a win that they got a mark in in the win column
1: yeah and that's sad it is sad because a win for you and your opinion is not a win over somebody's
0: yeah who's who's winning right
1: uh you know i mean I mean, i mean the government should not i mean regardless of what you believe the government should not dictate what anybody does with their bodies no at all that's not a that's not your decision to make as a governing body uh sorry for the pun um right you can
0: go you can govern the population you can you know make sure that other people are safe um but yeah you can't i it's i i strongly disagree with telling someone uh what to do with their own body and how to live their own life i i i'm a and of dave Chappelle, as i've talked about before but i think he was dead on when he said you know with in in this case uh guys like anyone with a with a penis needs to shut the fuck up on this one like this is not this is not our lane this we, we shouldn't have any say in this situation
1: i mean it goes i mean the two two of us should not be i mean to a degree i mean we're not solving any problems here by discussing it but right. we agree that it should be i mean it's it's a woman's choice
0: uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's my opinion, yeah. uh, you know, and it's not, what's so crazy is that me stating my opinion, it's amazing how many people will unfollow or stop listening because their opinion differs instead of going, oh, let me get, you know, let me listen to uh, someone else's opinion as well and respect that as much as I want them to respect mine. But people are so, uh so quick, you know, cancel culture and all of that, just so quick to unfollow and and you know not be a fan anymore not listen anymore and not not want to be a part of the podcast or it's it's crazy how um sensitive people are they're they're so they're so sensitive their their spirits are so again uh dave chappelle their spirits are so brittle
1: yeah you um you have a guest
0: i do yeah oh is she on now
1: is in the waiting room right
0: now oh beautiful yeah so so this is a friend of mine. Um, her name is Amanda. She's, she's got to work today. She's, she took time off, so I know she doesn't have a ton of time. But she, I've posted about it before. She started uh, a 501c3, a company called Don't Stay. And the purpose of that is to help people that are in abusive relationships um, uh, not have to live in those situations anymore and be taken care of. There she is, Amanda. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm Good. How are you? I, I'm good. It is uh it is early for me. I've been drinking sparkling moonshine or uh or as some people call it uh, sparkling water. Okay. Um yeah. But uh I'm feeling great. I'm I'm just hanging out. We're doing the podcast and I I know I dragged you on. I know you're you're, you're a bit nervous about talking about it and the pressure's on. It. Don't I'm I'm the dummy here. Well, I mean, Derek's the dummy also. Um, <laughs> But uh, but I'm Seconded. totally the dummy here, so I'll, I'll sort of ruin anything. So you're gonna you're gonna seem brilliant, which you are. But let's talk a little bit about Don't Thank Stay you. because I've posted about it before, and I think it's a really I think it's a really amazing organization and a really amazing thing that you are doing. Um, stepping you. outside of just yourself, and uh, you know, and and trying to take care of other people as much as possible and educate people and do all that so without me uh fucking it all up you 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 please talk about it
2: yeah well first of all I want to say you're not you are not pressuring me you have been such a, a help <laughs> you have been such a help in this space and um so first of all thank you for asking me to come on board the podcast and half of my base right now I think are fans of yours in fact the first girl that we got out came from your fan base so I think it's really important oh, nice. to acknowledge that yeah Um, and, and, and I do want to get into her situation because it was incredibly unique, but, um, we'll back up a little bit and I'll just say, uh, for, for, for don't stay on, on a topical level, it seems really simple. We want to do two things. We want to educate on coercive control, which is, I think, um, a level of abuse and a type of abuse. A lot of people don't understand.
0: Right. Yeah. Which, which I didn't totally understand. I mean, it goes much deeper than just sort of the surface things that you would think like, Oh, it's just physical. There's so much more to it. What? So So much deeper. I cut you off. No, no,
2: no. And, but no, but that's everything. That's, that's, that's it right there. Like, I think we can even like sidetrack with that right now is your generation, which is very close to my generation, kind of grew up with the same knowledge of domestic violence, right? It's like, Oh, this, this picture of this person who is, who is being beaten, who has these black eyes, who's putting concealer on, who is leaving a trailer park. And like, this is like, this is the situation of DV that we knew and we grew up with because people weren't having these conversations. And what's really important, one of the the more important things than even the, the nonprofit, the educational piece is dealing with people who now are in domestic abuse slash domestic violence scenarios that don't think they're being abused because they're not being beaten up every day because they don't have a black eye and so what was the first interesting piece and we're kind of like segueing a little bit but the first interesting piece was I had so many people come to me immediately and say to me hey you know I've 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 my partner um pushed me or he spit on me or he threw something at me but like he's never hit me so that's not tv right and I'm like no, that's DV. Like, you are being abused. Like, 110%, that's not okay. But I think this misnomer of domestic violence led people really super astray. And they felt that they could not come forward with a lot of things they were dealing with because it wasn't this this legal, we'll call it a legal picture of violence, right? So, right. And that kind of leads to the next thing of where it's a really imperfect system. Like, we have an imperfect judicial system that says... Can you prove these, these bruises and can you prove this, right. this very concrete picture of abuse? And, and most people can't. Even if you're being abused every day, most people can't, right? They're not sitting there taking pictures of themselves. So, right. um, so that became a major, major thing is with this type of abuse and going back to coercive control – which I do want to get into, and it's super, It's well, it's super important because I just read something about Australia, and I believe is from Australia. She is, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I just read this morning that they're actually working to criminalize coercive control um, by 2023, which is phenomenal. Yeah, um, why,
0: What? well, I don't understand what the holdup is with this country. <laughs> I don't get it. Thank it's like, you. It, it's unbelievable how, like, how primitive uh, the the system is here compared to other countries. It's, it's yeah, and incredible. It, it, it
2: may, and it makes you wonder, right? Because apparently the UK has been on it for fifteen years. It took them fifteen years to actually criminalize this behavior. And I, I do want to get into that because it was such a, it was such an important article. And I, it was so funny because I just read it this morning by complete chance. Um, but they had they had realized that so much of domestic homicide. And, and intimate partnership homicide came from not somebody being hit every day, not domestic violence, not these like antiquated pictures, but, but this coercive control, these psychological abuses, right? right? And so they looked at like, I think it was like, I'm probably misquoting the article, but it was like 364 murders. And they said there was all these patterned abuses where somebody was being um, psychologically controlled, stalked. Um, hot and colded, right? That's a that's a big sign. Um, just sort of uh, like intermittently conditioned, which is a, mm. a lot of what this is, right? Right. And yeah. and it ultimately it was like an eight step process, but they, it ultimately almost always led to this this homicide because there was this snap of the partner. And so Australia got on top of it and they said we're gonna we're gonna criminalize this behavior. We're, we've recognized that this is a big sign of domestic homicide. They are behind the UK on it by apparently 15 years, and the U. I'm going. Where's the US? Yeah, like like not where are in we the in conversation? The, not not even in the conversation, and right. that's incredibly concerning. But um getting back to don't say because I think yeah we're we're already down over a, a rabbit hole.
0: <laughs> well, it's one of those. I mean, this is one of those situations. Just even in hearing you talk about it, it's like okay because there are so many different forms of uh, domestic abuse and domestic violence, how then, if it's, if it is truly psychological, how do you prove it? Like, who do you, you know, who do you talk to? How do you, how do you bring to the forefront what is going on and make people aware of it without people going, you know, maybe you're just being too sensitive.
2: Yeah. So we'll even back up a little bit because it's so, it's even so much more complicated than that. Right. So, so the two things don't stay does that I think we 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 went off on our tangent. The two things that we do that are already complicated. One is provide an education for for somebody to say am I being abused because I literally don't know. Which and that already like right. astounds people. Like people are like how do you not know? L- listen, I lived it. I went through it. This is why I started the organization. People don't know because there's there's a there's a ton of cognitive things that go on. There's a ton of psychological things that go on. That that is much bigger than the again antiquated like 80s 90s. Oh, she thinks it's her fault. She was told it's her fault. the the, right. the man says it's her fault. That's why she got hit. It's right. so much deeper than that. It's like there's there's these things our brains do to cope that say like if you're dealing with a person and again we're a little we're a little down the rabbit hole, but I'm okay with it. You're dealing with a person who. <laughs> Who is Who is two different people to you, right? And that is what a lot of these abusers are. They come in with this love bombing phase. They come in right. with a very charming phase. We've heard that we Good hear Good killers. abusers
0: are good. I mean that, they're it's, great. They're, it, it's yeah. kind of like you know good liars. like some people are just really gifted at things, and, and abusers, some of them are so smart and they're so good at what it is they do. It's really hard to figure out like, oh, this isn't, this isn't me doing something wrong. This is like the person that I'm with doing something.
2: Oh, no, Brian, forget it. It's an art. Like, I really believe it's an art. If you look at like the the Ted Bundy's of the world, right? If you look at most of these serial killers, this is what, how they were able to pull off what they were able to pull off. They were charming. They were, they were attractive. They were funny. They were loving. They were attentive. They were affectionate. They were, they were all of the things. Right. So, so with, with a love bombing phase, you're like, Oh, I found my partner. They're perfect. They're perfect. And, and they do this to sort of mirror everything you're looking for. We don't have to go too deep down that, but, but now what happens to a person who eventually winds up abused and keep in mind, the love bombing phase is to stack the deck in their favor. (laughs) It's to say like, I'm going to build up such a romanticized beginning that when I'm a monster later, when mm-hmm. I'm, when I'm actually abusive later, you're going to go back and be like, no, but, but he was such a good guy. Like I know he's a good person and he treated me so well at the beginning. And you super romanticize that, that courtship that you mm-hmm. start to then look at yourself more deeply. Right? And, it, right. and it builds a bigger case for them to, to point at you and and stack the deck in their favor. So Again, love bombing is so complicated. All the psychology of this is so complicated and it's so layered. And I think if you're just new to the fray and you're coming in as someone that's like, I really believe I found my soulmate. I found a good guy. I don't want to say guy, gender regardless, right? I found a good person and, and they love me and, and we're in it. And then all of a sudden you have this Jekyll and Hyde, you have this, this completely different person, um, you really your brain doesn't know what to make of that your brain is like i've been now served two different things at the same time is this a good person is this a bad person right, right. and there's a whole there's a whole psychology behind that too it's actually called cognitive dissonance, dissonance and you which one you're,
0: the, the one of like which one do i believe which one is exactly. real right exactly
2: okay. and 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 the thing is our brains innately are kind of lazy like our not lazy but like our brains to build new neural pathways. And I'm not a psychologist I want to say that in front, but I've studied this long enough to understand. That's not what we're going to do. We're going to do sort of the easiest coping mechanism. Our easiest right. coping mechanism is like, no, like, I know this is a good dude. Like, I know this is a good person. And like, I've seen so much goodness out of them. And, and I have, and, and we're empathetic and and we're sort of well-adjusted. They're yes. not. So we're like, I just, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like I believe, even though I'm seeing two different things, I'm going to go this way. This person is this type of, right. And so, so you really start to, to, to hero them and vilify yourself and it's a process and it goes on over time, but like, that's all purposeful. And, and I, and I say this because I lived this for a long, I lived this for a decade
0: Yeah, and told me.
2: Yeah. And, and, and for my case, I think some people may understand abuse cycles and they may understand like how things are done or, or that it's like this, like sort of slow boil of a, of a frog. They, they turn up the dials. It's like a win loss slot machine system. Right. But for me coming in, I had no idea. I had no abuse history in my life. I, I did not. I had a very normal, whatever that means, family, um, very normal upbringing. So for me coming into this, it was super new to me. And I assumed everything else with my partner. And I think that's what I'm seeing a lot of these victims that I'm dealing with is you're going to go to anything else. You're going to go, hey, maybe they have mental illness. Maybe they're, um, you know, they're borderline or they have, um, you know, addiction issues or whatever it is I want to point at that they're not doing this purpose purposely. They could never like they're doing this because it's a snap that, just happens. And they don't mean to hurt me. And they're a right. good person. And, and that's honestly what I dealt with to get back to the, to the point of this for a while was going, yeah, okay. I, I know my partner's unwell like I know that I'm being lashed out at. Um, and there's a lot of things that, that are not normal, but they're not you're, doing that by design.
0: You're from, uh, from what I know of you, uh, yeah. you're a highly intelligent person. So I, I mean, I can only imagine that the person you were with that was doing this was really, really good at doing it for you to Correct. not see, for you to be in that situation for as long as you were and not see the signs and start really thinking this is unhealthy much earlier than you did.
2: Yeah. Well, But now, uh,
0: now you have a book coming out talking about your experience and sort of yep. all of it and helping to educate people also. Right. And, yeah uh, what is what is that book called
2: yeah so the book is going to be uh all the little pink flags which is in production now and That's it great. is s- somewhat released as you know because we we've we've done this over the last two years but it's somewhat released as a as a sort of chapter by chapter blog where I released the first six chapters already hmm. and and those first six, cha- six chapters are more like what the hell am I going through like what the fuck is happening it's not how do I deal with it it's not what are the methods to get out of this? It's, it's not an escape method. It's, it's what's happening to me and what's happening to my partner. Those are out. That's, that's the little pink flags.com URL that, that like, you know, you and I have previously discussed and released. And, um, and, and I wanted people to really see that to kind of start going, so start their wheels turning of like, hold on a second. Like, am, am I actually with an abuser? And so to sidestep what you just said. My partner was very smart, right? And most of these people who are um, coercive controllers, abusers, whatever we want to call sociopaths, psychopaths, a- any name you want to give them, they're mm-hmm. brilliant. They are brilliant. Right. They're the most brilliant people you'll ever meet in your life. So, I thank you for the compliment. I also think I'm pretty intelligent, but you're 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 <laughs> you're ma- You know, you're matching wits with somebody who is also very intelligent, but also very trained. In this art, right? You are not the first partner they're doing this with. Usually, like they've they've it's trial and error.
0: They've learned, yeah. They've They've made mistakes and gone, oh, that doesn't work. And they've 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 fixed. They've they've uh, like really narrowed down. Really narrowed down. They perfect it. They perfect
2: it. it. In fact, I'll tell you how crazy it was for me. Um, I so I was in my relationship for ten years total, which is not uncommon. Um, It's the the typical length is about eight. Um, and usually you're leaving about seven to eight times before you really roll, right? And so um, I was in heavily in therapy at some point th- throughout this, as as most people are, going, "What the hell's going on?" And and my therapist was like, "This is not his first rodeo." Like I need you to understand that this person is 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 perfect at this. Like they that you are a prototype. You are a prototype where like they've learned this before. This is learned. This is not only learned behavior from their relationships. This is usually learned behavior from childhood, from parental relationships, from narcissistic injury, from, from, we won't go there because we need like seven more podcasts, but like, just, just like, like all of the, this, like trail of things that have gone on. Right. And now you're sort of caught in this, this, this point where they're, they're still exercising all of these things on you. And it's almost like in practice, you're still supplied to them. You're always supplied to them, right? And, And I'm kind of still at the point catching up being like, wait, you're telling me they're doing this on purpose? Like, this is the person that I love. This is the person that I think is my soulmate that I think we are, you know, two peas in a pod and and, they couldn't
0: possibly want to
2: hurt me. Never. No. And and you're still wrapping your head around that. And I think that is the hardest thing for people to understand is that this with this type of personality disorder and this type of abuser, this is by design. This is manufactured, right? right? Like what they're very skilled at is creating both a heaven and hell for you. They are creating a purgatory space that they're driving you. They're driving you to hell. So that they can, again, be a hero and, and, and hug you and hold you and say, come back, I'll take care of you. And you're going, right. of course, you're not the villain. Like, right. this, this must be me. Um, and so it's it's all very, very, very much by design. And, and, and for me, I lived this for a number of years. And finally, like, uh, Brian, I'm not kidding. Like, se- it was like seven years in, six years in, maybe. I had no idea. I had no, I knew my partner was off. I knew my partner was an addict, which doesn't help. But most, most of these people are, um, I was a a journalist for a newspaper at the time. And my editor came to me, my editor, like how bizarre and said to me, you realize you're being abused, right? Like you realize your partner is abusive and, and that like you're in a domestically abusive situation. And I literally looked at this woman and was like, first of all, who the fuck are you? And no, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, why are you meddling? And absolutely not. Like it was so, that was, and I had been in this for years. You had, he had kids
0: too, right? I mean, you were, you were a step parent and everything. You were, you were in full, you were fully into the situation. Like it was a real, it was a real relationship.
2: Fully into the situation for a long time, but I'll tell you what. Like that situation wasn't the only situation that I dealt with in my life of this gravity or of this, this, this scenario, which is even scarier because I feel like even in the dating world, single now, I'm finding it over and over again. I'm finding this narcissistic type of abuser. And, and, and I want to be really clear about that because I think that's another misnomer as much as domestic violence is a misnomer narcissism has become very confusing to the world. Right. Like, yeah. like we have this, this, this Greek mythology, like narcissism and echo um, comparison. And, and, and we sit here and we say like, Oh, somebody is narcissistic or they're, they're super um, vain or whatever it is. And like that, that makes them a narcissist. And that is not, by the way, I want to make this really clear as much as of a shrink, I am not. And, and I, and I love, listen, I love psychologists. They've saved my life. So I want to make it clear. I'm a writer. I am not a shrink and I, I wish I was, but I've studied this a long time. Um, narcissistic personality disorder is something that's coming more and more and more rampant in our, in our world. And it's, it's not a joke and it's not what every narcissistic human is. There's a lot of narcissistic people out there. We can sit there and say, you know, this that about whoever we think is is overly confident or has delusions of grandeur why that's, do you think
0: that is now compared to before is it is it something now that you think people are just more uh more aware of because of social media because of seeing it because of hearing about it that there the more is made available to people or do I you feel it, like now more than ever it's it's on the rise
2: i think it's both if that's mm-hmm. fair um yeah. i think people are definitely more attuned to it and i think when people are more attuned, listen, when you're more attuned to anything, that's just how it-, it, doesn't matter, right? It's blue car syndrome, right? Like I bought a blue car. Now I see a blue car everywhere. I'm, I'm going to talk about this blue car. and Now I see it everywhere. Uh, so I think everyone's talking about narcissism suddenly everywhere. I think that show made, which I have not watched, which everyone told me to watch. Um, and especially with my organization, everyone's like, how have you not seen it? Um, I think there's a lot more things that have been brought into our awareness Right. And so that's fair. I also think as my, as crazy as it sounds, because do I think like somebody like Ted Bundy was a narcissist? I do. So I'm not going to tell you this is like new on the scene. Like this is a new disorder. It's not, this has gone on forever. Most serial killers and sociopaths have been diagnosed with MPD. Um, I think there's more awareness to it, people are speaking up more. And again, it goes back to why I created the organization in the first place. When I was going through this, my partner was diagnosed NPD. That is not common to actually have narcissistic personality disorder, not be somebody just calling you a narcissist is not that common. He even told me that information and I still didn't know what it meant. And I was like, Hmm. Oh, that's unfortunate. Like, let's move on. What are we ordering for dinner? Like, it was like, that was, you know what I mean? Like it didn't mean anything to me at the time. And I didn't realize the gravity or how heavy that was until literally years later, but, but it is, it is pretty serious. And like I said, most sociopaths psychopaths and serial killers have actually been diagnosed MPD. Um, most people though, aren't They're Like it's like 10% of the population. So everyone's throwing this term around now, I think to your point, there's a bit of an overawareness. There's a bit of overuse. It's like, Oh, you're a narcissist. You're toxic. There's these red flags, blah, blah, blah. There's a little overuse. But do I also think that people now are a little more, um, narcissistic like with social media and things that have come into our world right. in the last two. Yes, I do. Yeah. A thousand percent. I do.
0: Yeah. 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 It's a tough, this is a weird, this is a real interesting time in, uh, in, in history. I mean, with social media, I I think people just have so much access to each other and and there are so many people whose opinions are heard that I, that really honestly shouldn't, (laughs) shouldn't be heard Yeah, (laughs) that uh, that it's one of the, it's, you know, people are just, it's unbelievable what people are saying and getting away with now you uh, Derek doesn't know a lot about um, a lot about your organization, but you actually, you have, aside from don't stay, you have people can also go to the uh, little pink flag site in mm-hmm. case they are with somebody that uh, yes. that is sort of overseeing everything. That's smart. And, yes. and they'll look, yeah, they'll look and they'll go, oh, a little, I'm not going to check and see what that is. That seems. Yes. So and it's the same information. So it's really important for people that question it at all, just go to uh, the don't stay site and just read up on it and listen to what Amanda has to say, because that's, you have amazing information. And and I think your heart is in it for the right reasons. You're coming from a place of I've been there. And so I want to help. I want to help you out of it as, as much as I was helped or have gotten out.
2: Yeah. And I'll, I'll add context for Derek too, like on a couple of things you just said. So number one is, um, the the most important thing to me, I want to, step back a little bit, because I did not intend to start a nonprofit. First of all, starting a nonprofit is miserable. It's, it it's, like, the, it it's like the hardest thing. It is. First of all, I had no idea what I was signing up for. Like, I really thought it would be somewhat like starting a business, right? I've started businesses before, and I was like, a for-profit business is, is fairly easy to to get up and running. A so, nonprofit yeah. is what, fifty horrible.
1: bucks. You got your LLC. That's but... it. That's, that's it. You're like you're
2: done. I can you're do done. that. I got fifty bucks
1: yeah. in my pocket. A five oh one C three is the worst.
2: It's horrible. It's worst. And 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 you kind of go into it, especially if you're like very like vulnerably hearted like me, and, like being like, Well, obviously they understand that like I'm just trying to be this charitable human being. They're not going to like put me through the ringer. No, they put you, it's horrible. Like the 501c3 process is probably, I was crying every day. I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever gone through. And all I'm trying to do is help people. That's so on,
1: that's on the checklist, crying every
0: yeah. day. That's part. Of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> right. like, yes. Like that that's, is, if, that's if for, one if of the requirements <laughs> <laughs> for a 501c3. Uh, if you're not Have you been crying every day? day? Okay, check. <laughs> oh, you, got, you, you got your nonprofit
1: status. Congrats.
0: Here's, your, here's your 501 right. C three card. <laughs> Sorry. It really,
2: it really no, but it really is. I and mean, it's not comical because it's kind of sad. It's like you would think a nonprofit business compared to a for-profit business would be easier to get up and running because like you're just trying to do a good thing, but it's very much right. like no no good deed goes unpunished, right? So right. so you really feel that super slap in the face. Um the the nonprofit was not even like a glint in my eye. It was nothing. It was like write the book, which became impossible. And then somewhere around last year, after all the, the, the pandemic homicide, um, they actually called it a shadow pandemic. I don't know if you've heard that, but it was there were so many people trapped at home with abusive partners for the first right. time because they couldn't right. work, right? Yeah. And so so it became even like more rampant, and there's like these 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 numbers shooting up around the country and I'm going, I can't sit idly by anymore. Like, like now I'm responsible. Now I'm an accomplice because I know how to help people and I'm sitting idly by and that's all I kept feeling. So, um, so it it came to me to to do the nonprofit and, and back to like the point of the question, which was like 20 minutes ago, (laughs) um, you'll notice I do that. Um, the the means the means is something that I want to make really clear really clear if if nothing else giving somebody what we give them which is not a ton of money because we're at the behest of of donors there's not a ton of donations I'm not gonna lie like we need so much more funding Um, the means is not like I'm dealing with inner city people going to a shelter I think that's what a lot of people hear initially like Oh, you're helping women out of a DV situation. You're going to get right. them. You're giving them
0: furniture and clothes.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. it is. The fu- no. the crazy thing is I'm dealing mostly <clears throat> with very affluent women. Um, and, and I say women loosely because I started, this as a women's organization and I'm happy to deal with men. If, if that's what comes my way, that's just how it started. Um, but I'm dealing mostly with affluent people who are, are they have the means, they have money. In fact, what's crazier is a lot of these women that I've dealt with are the breadwinner. They're supporting their abuser. They're right. making money. Like they're, they're living in, in, in this like sort of upper middle class world, but their money is being watched. Everything is being watched because remember, they're with a co- coercively controlling partner. So for them to siphon out, three grand and go like, you know, that person immediately knows like you're planning something like, are you leaving what's going on? And there's a big flag thrown up at that point. So I know you brought up little pink flags in the URL yeah. and why we did it. The reason we did it is there are partners watching people's phones. If somebody was to text somebody and be like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be as kind as I can be as my friend, but can you check out do their partner looks at that and goes, Oh, fucking hell. No. Like, you're right. not leaving me like, like, this is not, this is not okay. Like I realize that you're, you've sort of caught on. Right? right. So what we wanted to do with little pink flags was have this, this hidden URL that you can just be like, Hey, uh, you, you know, I saw the shirt you might like shop LittlePinkFlags.com, And now they go and they start looking at the, the, the chapters and they start reading and going, Oh my God, like my partner might be abusive. How right. do I start getting a few thousand dollars outside of their purview outside of what they can see? And that is what we do. We discreetly deliver that so that you're going and, and getting your first down payment. And they have no idea what just happened. Does that make uh, sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So on that, I mean, yeah, people listening, what, what do you need? Like how can somebody help the organization?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, right now we're, we're in grant acquisition, which is something I've never done before. Keep in mind, like I said, I would have rather probably jumped off a bridge than started a nonprofit. (laughs) Like this is, this is, this is not what the plan was. It's
1: about on the same level. (laughs) It's
2: it's, it's, it's torturously horrible. Um, And I I'm learning as I go. And and so like each step for me was like, all right, well, not everyone is just going to hand out money and keep in mind, we're, again, we're dealing with a base of people who feel, um, trust is really hard for them. I get it. Like, I don't, I don't trust anybody, but I think as, as the speaker of this, I think people are starting to trust me because they're like, you know what? I, you, you, like you're down, like you get it. You've gone through it. I believe you. And they understand that I've had a, a similar experience. So um, we've, we've definitely gotten donations. We've definitely been able, like I said, um, Brian, my first girl that I got out came from your fan base I became so close to her. She's a, a fucking gem. She's the nicest person I've ever met. Um, and I'm so happy we were able to help her. But her situation was was so important to shine a light on because she took her person to court um, you know, for abuse. She won. So I want to make this really clear. This is why this is an imperfect system. She took him to court for abuse. She won. It went on his record his record then impacted his ability to work they have kids so his ability to work was now fucked and she has to become somebody that takes on an extra job so she takes on job number 2 to be able to support a co-parent right and and two kids cuz at the time we were all living under the same house because he abused her because his record was screwed because he abused her and it was proven this is why this system is so crazy so um i think awareness is 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 the biggest thing i think we need to get people to understand um domestic abuse is domestic abuse yes you are being abused no it is not okay no it is not normal no this is not like the the status quo um you you do need to leave because this is the highest leading cause of intimate partner homicide it Mm -hmm. does actually go that deep it does lead to that ending um you know and i think a lot of these people that i've dealt with too are like well they've been in their their partnership for 20 years and they think it's normal we have fights like so what he threw right. something at me so what right. he he you know not so much right. uh and a lot of these situations not so much so um donations obviously are huge but we we are trying to do um a grant a grant road now and i'm sure we'll we'll be successful cuz i think people are a lot more woken up to what's happening okay
0: yeah i agree i think i think the more people that can uh more listeners viewers of this that can go to don't stay and donate um or can go and get information and then reach out to uh local politicians people like that and try and um yeah try and continue the 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 fight the good fight Uh, yeah and when
2: when the book comes out brian so it's going to be a bit of time but i do plan on So all my royalties as a writer, I don't get much, right? Like writers kind of get screwed, but, but for the, for the, the, the nominal amount that I get, I plan on actually pushing back to the organization. That was always the plan. So, so my royalties coming in are all going back into don't say, so my biggest thing that I'm asking everybody to do when the book comes out is to just buy the book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, I would love to have you back on again at the point when the book is, uh, is ready to talk about it and talk more about this because I honestly, we can talk about this all day, Um, but I think what you're doing is, is amazing. And and thank you so much for coming on here again. I know you were nervous about coming on here, but (laughs) you kicked ass. I looked like the fucking monkey Uh, (laughs) Derek, you, you actually, you were way better than I was. So, (laughs) so uh, thank you. Amanda.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And and honestly, Brian, thank you for all the support from the beginning because you've been great. Of course.
1: Of course. Yeah. You're welcome. You're okay, welcome. Cool. Give those URLs again before you leave Amanda.
2: Oh uh, yeah. So don't say.org is is the nonprofit, right? And so that's where you can get a little more education on just what we're doing to help fund women get new apartments. Um, but littlepinkflags.com is all your education. So you're gonna have six chapters there that um, either you can read if you're curious or if you are thinking maybe you're in an abusive situation, I will say one disclaimer, almost every woman that's read it is like, okay, now I'm starting to second guess my relationship. And I'm like, no, 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 you're not a bad relationship. You're just like, you're getting, you're literally getting down the rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> but, look, uh, look car, but, look car, look car. <laughs> exactly blue car um pink flag blue car um but uh but,
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> right it's the next but book
2: exactly it's coming yeah. it's a sequel yeah. uh so but um but but all the pink flags is coming out that is a really important part so um understanding the first six chapters is kind of giving you that that base to, to be like, what is going on? And I think the chapters we didn't solve online that we solve in print are like, okay, but now what do I do? How do I leave?
0: Right. Right. All right, Amanda, have a great day. I know you got to get back to work.
2: Thank you. I do. You've been fantastic. Don't tell them I was here. (laughs) Right. I won't. I won't. And I doubt
0: they'll be watching. Bye Amanda. Bye honey. Dude, how crazy is that, man? It's unbelievable what people, uh, put up with at, at home in their relationships. And they just, they have no idea. They have no, people have no idea, uh, that what they're going through, you know, nine times out of 10 is not, is not okay. Yeah. Much yeah. like your relationship with me, in this show. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you God. realized, you realized one day you were like, this just isn't okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Amanda is doing, doing That's really great. big things. I That's think it's, great. it's amazing too, that, that, uh, she's helped people. I mean, she's just starting out and it's not like you said, it's not easy, you know, 501c3 and what she is doing is not an easy thing at you all. So the to, more
1: you have to truly believe in something to take on. A yeah, nom- it's gotta
0: be, it's gotta be a passion. It has nom- to be a passion product.
1: Task like that. I mean, yeah. a, a nonprofit status is. That's, I mean, I had hair the last well, time. That. <laughs>
0: unfortunately, too. I mean, not to, you know, not to, um, n- not to sympathize with anyone, but I mean, you got to think like there are a lot of people that I'm sure decide to come up with nonprofits for all of the wrong reasons as well, which is oh, yeah. why, which yeah. is why the process in, uh, in getting your 501c3 is as difficult as it is. Well, compared we, to just starting a business. We
1: could tie it back to our conversation before Amanda got here. Governmental oversight. Uh, <laughs>
0: right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Becomes
1: <laughs> in a lot of instances. Yeah. Oh gosh. No, that's phenomenal though. She's doing phenomenal work. Um amazing. We've, amazing. We we've got a shelter uh here locally that that um just on their level needs so much help so to to take on a task like this on a far further reaching it's
0: hard i mean it's i i think so much of it is just education it's just making people aware of what's going on it's it's amazing just in the the little bit that i talked to amanda here and there just realizing constantly like oh god that's another form of i mean there are so many different forms of abuse that somebody can be going through uh it It goes so much deeper than what originally people thought was just like the physical abuse that you right. see well uh, it's
1: the it's the nineteen fifties stigma of right I get home at five fifteen and my dinner better be ready and my drink better be made and you know that right kind of thing. And that's, yeah. that's no it's 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 any and everything now that is can be shown to be problematic and uh patternized patternized is that a word it is now. You're welcome.
0: <laughs>
1: right, P- patternized with Bruno. I'll put
0: that. I'll put that on a shirt <laughs> next time. Yeah, patternized. That's one star. Let's leave that one alone. So stupid. <laughs> this podcast is dumb.
1: <laughs> so, Sharn, so, Sharn is upstairs doing it. <laughs> You're dumb. No,
0: so Sharn is upstairs getting ready. We're we've got this GMA thing in like another. What time is it? Mm. One o'clock. It's at one already. It's at, yeah, it's at two. Oh. Um so uh we'll go do that you know because we have a we have a baby coming in and they they would like to discuss that which is unbelievable i have my fifth kid coming what am i thinking
1: Ah, uh, you're not <sighs> or Man, at least weren't yeah.
0: that day <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> at least yeah my uh my form of birth control is questionable <laughs> that's what you told me <laughs> the day you told me five were- five uh, kids yeah Five kids in, I got to start, I got to start thinking like, yeah, maybe this, this you method did, is not working out. You're doing something wrong <laughs> or right. Or I'm doing something right. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. I have amazing kids. You do. You. Do. Yeah. I can't, uh, oh, one more. I can't wait to meet him. I really can't. It's so exciting. It's like to know that it's just another person that's coming into the, into my universe and the world and all is, it's so exciting. It really is. It, the kids are super excited about it. I'm super excited about it. Sharna's of course, super excited about it. My mom, her mom, my dad it's it's just it's become such a family affair. I mean we have uh we have a baby shower coming up in a few weeks, and it's unbelievable how many people are excited about it and, and rooting for it and and on uh on our side with it which is which is amazing i mean the, the the amount of support we've gotten has been incredible i'm excited for you
1: both I really thank am. you i really am
0: but how does daryl feel about it <laughs> <It's... Well>. <laughs> <laughs> another
1: dependent brian i'm not sure
0: <laughs> right it's gonna be great for your taxes <laughs> five of them check
1: a basketball
0: team <laughs> all right that's a starting lineup you know, if this is a winning team,
1: I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> this the, is a deduction. <laughs> I'm not sure the chicken coop. a deduction of the fact, though, Brian.
0: How are the chickens?
1: Uh, I haven't asked.
0: The chickens are good, man. We got okay. I six hens in there. I have the rooster. Um, I'm finishing up the vegetable garden. So here's the thing that has become the biggest challenge for me. Yeah, I am what you would call a serial non-finisher. So I, I see a bunch of projects and I go, Hey, I want to do, and I end up having like seven projects going, but I don't complete them. I don't finish them all. So I have a bunch of things that, uh, that are so close, (laughs) but it's just like, I just, the thought of finishing them. I'm like, like, it's like the vegetable garden, which has been, together for a while you were but it's
1: starting that last time i was there yeah, yeah yeah
0: no now it's but it's not totally finished it's not it's not completed so uh it's it's sitting there it's there we see it but we can't use it completely yet which is which is frustrating
1: but what do you need to finish a vegetable garden That's- well
0: i need to finish again i told you that the problem here is i you know i have a problem with the ground squirrels they dig into everything and right, like, right they destroy stuff so the vegetable garden is like it's not just your average you build some some you know flower beds and you plant things it's like i have to build a fully in enclosed uh space i now am digging pits along the edges to put uh to put more um uh, wire in the, it's it's just a whole it's like the project just never ends and they're so smart they just dig in and around stuff and destroy things and it's like man how like what do i do now like how do i how do i fix this
1: i uh, you lost me at vegetables <laughs> right
0: <laughs> sorry but i didn't lose you at uh pistachios with no shots
1: no that uh, that, uh, no. uh um, yeah that my, you're a fan of my grandfather had a vegetable garden and i love yeah helping him with it but it, to the point that as i was older i was like i don't want anything to do
0: with that <laughs> like really
1: i would love to go out and and do that but i i don't have the energy uh time mm. I, you know i, I <laughs> but um but i think it's great i mean what are you planting or what are you planning to plant
0: uh planning uh i'm i'm planning to plant as much as possible i mean i, I really want the kids I'm to be able to, to go as out there
1: as possible Thing. right
0: <laughs> kind of like kind of like a woodchuck
1: yeah <laughs> um, woodchuck would chuck as much wood as a woodchuck yeah a woodchuck right, could... yeah
0: yeah uh a lot of berries i mean a lot of things that i can go in there with the kids and we can pick things and they right. can eat them right away i mean i think that's important uh with the chicken coop it's nice for the kids to be able to go in and collect eggs and then come in and, and we make scrambled eggs or you know yeah it, so it's it'd be kind of a nice thing to go in and You know, I don't know, like zucchini squash and stuff like that. I don't know how
1: he did. did, I mean, yeah, I've done tomatoes just, you know, out of just a small tomato. I
0: don't I'm not a tomato fam. Sharna is, though. Bodhi really likes the little tomatoes. So I might I at some point I'm going to have to do some tomatoes. I'll probably do the little ones, the little cherry tomatoes, because that's what uh, he did. Corn. Hmm. Corn though you have to grow out of the ground. You can't. Yeah. You don't really grow that in a vegetable garden. You no, can he's grown, grow started. rows or that. Yeah, yeah. But where the had, fuck are you them. from? Where Where did he live?
1: <laughs> he was you had a
0: you had a cornfield. He had a little. He had a patch. Did you have Did you have a baseball field hidden I, inside of
1: it? Yeah. Well, is yeah. this Iowa? No. Yeah. Is this, this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Gotta sworn it with <laughs> You know they're making a TV show out of that. Is anything not sacred? No peacock is making a field of dreams <laughs> are they yes it's gonna be so good i i submit that it will not <laughs> i'm sorry did you get cast i haven't been watching up front you never you, you, you never know right i was not watching up front
0: are you the kevin if, costner if superman lived there yeah if clark Kent lived there
1: i watch more than <laughs> it, anything that has to do with superman
0: Maybe the Flash.
1: No, I don't watch. And
0: Ghost and Ghostbusters, according to your back wall. I found I found my proton pack, by the way. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, I found it in my shed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shed. Yeah, I have. Well, I have it stored. I have storage stuff in there. Put it on the wall. I have to find a place for it. That's stop. You need to stop yelling at me. I didn't know
1: I even remotely raised my voice
0: okay well i might have to call amanda on this. oh my god don't yeah. even that's not funny <laughs> I, might, I might need to get a little information anybody's talking should... to
1: amanda in this in this the, this it's me
0: <laughs> fine
1: <laughs> whatever she's great i'm glad you i'm glad you had her on right yeah i'm glad that is a project near to your heart as well as hers
0: it's amazing it's amazing what she's doing and i want to keep people as uh up to date on it all as possible and and i want to help people um get there and learn as much as they possibly can and and get the help if they need and otherwise get the help to other people that they know uh need it and and just you know sort of continue to pay it forward i mean i've been
1: get them out of a bad situation
0: i've i've lived i feel like i've lived a long really blessed life So if I can use this silly platform that I semi have in any positive way, um, why not? Yeah. Why not do it? I mean, it's, it's, it's such an amazing gift to be like for her to talk about, Oh, the, the first woman that I helped came from, uh, came from you and you is. Yeah. That's, that's amazing to me. It's amazing. Yeah. Super wild.
1: When, um, when is good morning in america will that have already aired by the time this comes out
0: no i don't i i can't speak factually i don't know i don't know i would assume it's it It won't have aired before this comes out um but this is uh this is a multi-parter this is they're, they're they want to do a little bit here once uh once the baby's born um they want to see the nursery yep. uh we're going to talk about that stuff a little bit today so um We'll, we'll be on a few times. Right. If you miss this one, if you happen to.
1: I I do tend to get up in the morning.
0: <laughs> I'll let you know.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that GMA is perfect. Is on. All right. All
0: yeah. right. So uh, yeah. Should we sign off? It is. Uh, cool we've been here for a while now. Um, yeah. Be. Let's uh, let's continue to do this though. Consistently. Cause I like this. I like having people like Amanda on and Jojo on and you've had, Amazing people, and let's keep it going. Uh, let's keep helping people. Let's keep helping people laugh because that um, that's super important. Um, and
1: fucking uh, at my door a few minutes ago is dying to be on at some point.
0: Oh, is Wesley there?
1: Yeah, yeah. School. I said school hello. School is. She's she's like she's done. She's
0: oh she's out. Oh she oh it's it's no, not summer break. No breaking.
1: no no. She's got a week left, but she's checked out mentally she's she's checked out mentally
0: she only has a week left before summer break yeah you're kidding when did she go back
1: august yeah <laughs> august
0: made august. right on so i have a feeling we're not going to be as consistent with this show as that we have been so fine. far <laughs> just, just. <laughs> well she she should come on uh next episode let's okay. do that let's plan on that all right let's have her on do you have a second mic
1: The internet is, do I have a second, mic? Who are you talking to?
0: I just want to make sure that she's not fighting for, for airtime with you because I'm I'm actually just
1: thinking I'll let her and you talk. (laughs) Um,
0: Okay. All right. I'll go to lunch. All right. So, uh, so check us out then, uh, next episode, uh, Wesley will be here. Um, and, uh, it should be a good time. Thank you all for watching, for listening once again, uh, for sticking with us for the long period of time that, uh, that we're on and um we hope we hope we've done something positive, whether it's entertaining, whether it's educational. Um we uh we'll be back next week.
1: We'll be offering cooking classes on Patreon.
0: Ooh, that's a good idea. That would be something fun. cheesy. Popcorn. Uh Popcorn. Okay, well it's not cheesy. I mean unless it's powdered cheese. Well, I
1: just but- mean you could walk back there and start it at the beginning of the episode and be like, okay, it's dying. Nice. <laughs>
0: You know what we're getting closer to? I'm going to start printing cheese on this show. That's, well, it, it, That's for it, real.
1: Who cares? <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.
0: Some real shit. Bye. <laughs>